We're warming up. We're warming up. Yeah, yeah. We gotta, you know, you gotta get into it. Right. You gotta, you gotta hype yourself up. But so. uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I'm I'm bad at dates in yeah. general. Yeah, I'm I'm always. It's always weird when people know, um, like uh, like school dates, like 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 um, when school's supposed to start and stuff. I. Ugh. Whenever people talk about that, I'm like, how do you remember that? I, whenever I fill out like an application or paperwork for something and it's like, when did you, you know, end your uh, high school? Like what, what oh, month was it? Nope. What month did you graduate uh, college? I'm like, I don't know. Or the, um, or, or even like uh, uh, your employment time frame. Oh, those are the worst. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. How am I supposed to remember five years ago? How long I worked at Taco Bell. In all honesty, I, I think in my life from probably 20, 21-ish to 28, maybe? twenty No, twenty. I'd say 21 to like maybe 27. It's all kind of a wash. <laughs> I don't really remember specifics. Like I was there, but like I'll remember events and not know the context of them you know like if you were to ask me what was i doing in you know 2015 i don't know right just living i guess right i can't Some, remember something significant ha- had to have happened right and really significant because obviously like i was gonna say even then like yeah, i remember the thing i don't remember when it happened though i'm very yeah. bad at like yeah. chronology of my life can i be honest uh. i still have to sometimes do the january february march april may june july august like i, I can't i, I can yeah. I, I can't just be like it was uh october right it was uh june yeah. or like you know even yeah. when i see the or number i'm like, like six what's six yeah you still have uh, to like it's fucking pathetic it's really fucking bad. pathetic yep i was listening to the um uh joe rogan experience uh-huh. maybe you should just blank that part out <laughs> i was listening to the <laughs> hey i was listening to the joe rogan experience and there was a couple of things that kind of like really stood out to me that he was talking about with uh, ari shafir mm-hmm but two things really stood out. Number one, they were talking about a lawsuit that um, Asian people have against Harvard, I guess, because hmm. they're um, uh, um, they're suing them over or over basically discrimination. That like so many Asian people qualify to get in uh-huh. that they are lowering the um, acceptance rate, or not lowering it, but I guess no, 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 yeah, yeah, lowering it. They're lowering it. They're lowering how many um, Asian people they allow in that they allow in just be based on the amount that ha- are in currently. Yes. Okay. Well, based on that and based on the fact that like it's kind of like a uh, reverse. All right. Hold on. Stop. It's kind of like reverse <laughs> <laughs> uh, affirmative action, I guess. They're trying to diversify their student body. Right. But by uh, discriminating against Asian people because they're so they 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 excel in academia mm-hmm. so much and they they far exceed the rest of us by so much that like if you just let it go by the numbers, mm. their population would be probably majority Asian. Or see yeah. Harvard as a particularly good school for 
Asian people. Right. Too. And I guess that's not the thing that they want to go for. They want a diverse student body, I guess, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, that's the entire argument you get with a lot of white people saying that affirmative action doesn't work and it's unfair to, you know, white people in particular. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they're, you know. A lot of white people now are playing the reverse victim. Racism, yeah. yeah. That 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 they're the oppressed people now. Now that they're becoming the minority, mm-hmm. which is the irony is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just it just warms your heart. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. How did I? I don't know how I got there. Uh, Joe Rogan podcast. But from from the from the it doesn't matter. It was that, and then there was another thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into these beers, friend. Okay. So, <clears throat> my name's Marco Dupa. For the folks at home, if you didn't know, I'm the host of the One Beer and Podcast, but also, with you're, me as you're, always... You're a host. I Relax. am the host, uh, and everybody bow down to me and respect the fact that I run the ship. I buy the beer all the time. Mm, we yes. don't take turns. Yeah, no, of course not. Uh, but also... <laughs> Excuse me, if you let me finish, my great and powerful, esteemed co-host joins me as always, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Bang! I'm your host. <laughs> I'm not your co-host. I'm your host. You, you're my host? I'm your host. Are you... You're, you're the host when... Uh, I, I, I fumbled over the joke. I can't do it anymore. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. I can't. This I can't is why it. I'm the host. Yeah, you're the, you're, you're the hostess with the mostest. Tonight's brew is from the Crown Valley Brewing Company. It is the Imperial Pumpkin Smash. Uh, it's a stout brewed with pumpkin and spices. You know how uh, some of us on this podcast <laughs> like our pumpkin beers. Pumpkins. Uh, it's deliciously roasted with dark chocolate and toffee notes with a hint of smoke and a little spice from the hops that give it a pine note. The pumpkin adds body and character for a great beer. Nom, 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 nom. 10.6 ABV and Ooh. IBU of 48. For best taste, we should have we should be drinking this warm. They say wow, uh, that's 50, interesting. 55 to 60 degrees. Eh, it might be around there. It wasn't in the fridge for too long. Yeah. Well, let's have a good time, man. This is the One Baron Podcast. Other thing that he was talking about, who, Rogan, Joe Rogan, yeah, he was talking to Ari Shafir about, you know, they they had a really, I mean, it's a it's a really good episode. I hate advertising for other podcasts. <laughs> we don't do that around here, but I would say listen to the Ari Shafir episode. Ari Shafir, remind people who he is. Ari Shafir is a stand-up comedian, writer. Uh, he's he's in like this this um, nexus of stand-up comedians that kind of revolve around Joe Rogan. So, mm. like, Burt Kreischer, yeah. Tom Segura, Ari Shafir. Right. Uh, um, One of that crew. Yeah, they're in that, that, that crew of, like, um, guys who go to the Comedy Store bunch, uh-huh. Chris D'Elia, mm-hmm. guys like that. So, he's, you know, stand-up comedy's having, like, this boom right now. It's yeah. fucking massive. I think a lot of it has to do with podcasts. 
Yeah, for sure. And Netflix. Yeah, and Netflix. The fact that like Netflix is like, yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you a one hour special. Yeah. Because that used to be the thing, like guys. HBO. You, yeah, you needed to go to HBO or Showtime. You wanted to get your shit on Comedy Central. Yeah. Now Netflix is, I wouldn't say just handing them out, because most of them on there are really good. Yeah. But or they're have been around a little bit. And have yeah, been yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the the most of the comedians that they pick. Are like stand up, stand ups. <laughs> Some of them, I'm like, who the fuck is this mm-hmm. guy? So I, I, you know, I'm gonna start checking out the under the radar ones that I mm-hmm. see on there, where it's like, how did you pack a stadium? Right. You know, to even film this. So, uh, so he's talking to Ari Shafir, who's uh, also one of his closest friends, and they they talked about a variety of topics. It's it's really good, like I said. But one thing that kind of stood out to me was. Um, you know, they're, they're guys who rail against PC culture being, you know, dirty stand-up comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Rogan's a guy who I, I think he considers himself like center left as a person who like uh, uh, looks at all sides of an argument mm-hmm. and, you know, just wants to come to the most logical conclusion. I think yeah. that's how he would describe himself. From, you know, listening to upwards of hundreds of episodes of the podcast. Right. Which are like three hours of pop. Right. So that's a lot of time with Joe Rogan. Right. Um, I'm not sitting here acting like I know the guy, but yeah. I'm just saying like from. Well, you get a certain intimacy from listening to podcasts. Yeah, I, I right, think so. people? <laughs> we love you. And I think that he thinks that about himself, but not to say that that's not how he is but on the podcast sometimes he just kind of lets the argument get away from him mm-hmm. and he just kind of like lets whoever's on there yeah. just go off and spout whatever nonsense they want to and yeah. I, you know sometimes he doesn't call them on their bullshit yeah kind of he seeds the the you know spotlight for right. a minute and lets them go on their tangent yeah and doesn't necessarily combat that as much as maybe he would if the person were, weren't there yeah so, yeah, yes, no, I, yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I guess, I guess it really is like, <clears throat> it makes me wonder what his motive is. Like, is he a person who, is he a, a strictly a learner mm-hmm. or is he a person uh, that, that wants to um, not just understand the world, but, you know, try to, uh, I guess, I don't know, argue his point. Mm-hmm. He feels like to me a guy who's just a student of the world, yeah. who's gonna let everybody say their piece, and then kind of come to his own conclusion after the fact, mm-hmm. as opposed to, nah, you know what? I don't agree with that right here, right now. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's argue about it. Let's well, not argue. I don't want to fight, but let's debate. Right. Let's let's debate about why my stance is right and yours is wrong. Mm-hmm. I think he's more of a student of the game, right? Yeah, he seems he seems that way, and I think that's why he has such a broad uh, list of guests mm-hmm. so there's people from all walks of life and all political spectrums yes. but at the same time I feel like his biggest conviction is letting people say their piece yeah essentially and freedom of speech I say is the the hill he's willing to die on so right. even if somebody is saying something completely ludicrous or that sounds completely crazy if he's if they're a guest then he's gonna let them yeah go ahead and say whatever they need to <clears throat> I mean, you know, there's there I guess there's merit in that too. Like you yeah. don't want to bring a person on and then 
argue with them. But the interesting part, in my opinion, is his convictions coming up directly against somebody else's. Yeah. You know, that's where there's action. Yeah. That's that's sort of the, the thing I want to see more of. Yeah. I've heard him get pretty heated with guests before. Yeah. That he doesn't agree with. Yeah. Or like, you know, actually like flat out call them liars sometimes or like say that yeah. their facts are fake and, you know, go on this entire thing about it. Yeah. So he can do it. I know he can. But right. I, I agree with you. There's a lot of times where I've, I've heard him maybe give the guests a little bit too much mic time without combating what they're saying. Yeah. Because if you're, you know, a host on a TV show or something. Uh, especially a news show and your guest starts saying things that are you know to be false i think it's it's up to you to stand up to that immediately yeah and squash it and say wait that's not true here's why right these are the facts against it right instead of letting them go <clears throat> on with that line of logic that is not true yeah because to a lot of people and you know for right or wrong you endorse those thoughts by not calling them out if you right. think that they're wrong especially since you gave them a platform mm-hmm. to speak on hey, give like, them a soapbox. not everybody deserves a platform to speak on you right. know just because they're interesting or they're in the zeitgeist that doesn't necessarily mean like you should give them your mm-hmm. platform yeah and you know the internet alone gives people a platform look right. at us you right know, we're a couple whack jobs right um but if you're going to amplify that by putting it on, you know, you as a popular dude who has, I don't know, how many hundreds, is it hundreds of thousands of subscribers? or I think it's closer to the millions. Millions of subscribers. You know, you are in a way, whether you mean to or not, endorsing their message. Yes. At least and- endorsing it enough to give them potentially new... Uh, you know, advertisers, yes, new exactly. listeners, an entire and, new audience. And then you become associated with those people. Like you, you know, he's now, you know, if you if you look him up, he's like an associated act with like Ben Shapiro and Candace right. Owens and people like yeah. that. Who, yeah. You know, I think people. Free thinkers, man. Free thinkers. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I bring up Ben Shapiro like he I, I I had a really big problem with the Ben Shapiro episode. <laughs> like I was just sitting there going, come on. Really? Fight! <laughs> like, we're just going <laughs> to let this guy spout this bullshit? Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he, he's a pseudo-intellectual that people fucking, like, fall over themselves to follow mm-hmm. because, like, he uses big he's, big words. It's he, because like, he's well-spoken. And yeah, I mean, he's well-spoken. Sounds knows, like he knows what he's talking about and, a lot of the time. But when, when you actually listen to him, you're like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get, ra- and the same thing with, like, Jordan Peterson. He's the guy who's, like, he's really in the zeitgeist right now mm-hmm. people are are, are are talking about jordan peterson a lot he's a a, a, a not a clinical psychologist but a, i guess a psych i'm pretty sure he's a psych major he has like two or three masters very very well spoken very mm-hmm. very intelligent guy yeah um uh charismatic uh he sounds like he knows what he's talking about he uh he was at the 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 center of this whole argument about um uh, I, uh, identity politics, basically, mm-hmm. people people identifying how they want to identify, and right, right. he was the guy who said, "No, I'm not going to do that." And he yeah. did it in a public way. He did it like it was, you know, the the university that he taught at. I think they were like, "Hey, you got to do this," and he's like, "No, I'm not doing mm-hmm. that." And so from then on, he just kind of skyrocketed, mm-hmm. in part due to his appearance on the Joe Rogan right, experience. Right. And he's the one that was saying. 
he was basing his his argument against uh you know i identifying yourself as a transitioning person or you know as as somebody who's who has transitioned as being a like scientific falsity yeah. or something he was basing it in science in some way yeah. and saying like well, you if you were born a man, then therefore you are a male, whether whatever you do to your genitalia or not. Yeah. Well, that's cetera, that's that's more Shapiro's argument. Okay. Okay. Jordan Peterson's argument is not so much that like you can't be those things. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be forced. Okay. To identify people like, look, you're a man. I'm not gonna fucking say googly boo and zen and all these other fucking things mm-hmm. that you want me to say right i'm not going to be legally coerced into saying these things for fear of like indictment right like i'm no that's that's we're going down a road that i don't want to go down mm-hmm. i'm going to combat this thing like you can't force me to say things that's right. his whole argument and it's kind of bullshit mm. because um Hey man, don't tread on me. <laughs> nowhere it's on a flag, especially not in the United States. Nowhere is anyone trying to write into law that you have to identify somebody as, you know, uh, uh, whatever X ridiculous or... thing that they want to be identified as. It's just common decency, man. Yeah. If somebody's like, like I, I, I see these things all the time where somebody says, like, "Look, your mama named you Dave. I'm gonna call you Dave." It's like, first of all, you don't know my mom. Why is that even part of the argument? Like, Second of all, I'm not Dave. <laughs> right? I'm not Dave. Yeah. Like it's it's fascinating that people feel like they have <clears throat> the right to to tell somebody like what they're going to be called. It's it I think it's that entire argument is based on stubbornness and on fear. Yeah. You know, people are afraid of you know having to change something uh because somebody told them to, you know, it's the yeah. whole government oppression thing. And like, oh, we're turning this totalitarian state where nobody's going to have choices anymore. Like, yeah. that's not what this argument is. It's clearly an argument so that, you know, your fellow American can feel comfortable. Right. You know, like it, it's a common decency thing. Like you were saying, it's not some kind of a, a oppressive move. I can I, I guess I can see why you think this is a slippery slope of some kind, but no, that's not what this is. Like, I mean, a, a slippery slope to what? Calling somebody Zer instead of Mister? Like, why is that so fucking difficult? Like, of course, obviously, it's different, Mark. If <laughs> yeah, if a, a law forcing you to say this, or you'll go to jail or be mm-hmm. fined or something. Like, yeah, I think that's ridiculous. They're they're afraid of this Orwellian state being born, right. where it's like we're we're forced to have. A certain language and like think the yeah. thought police, you know, thought police, thought that police. entire idea, and you know, all this kind of stuff. If, but if, but it's just, it's just not being rude. Like if somebody just, if you walk in and and a person like looks like a dude, but they're like, hey, my name's Sarah. It's like, oh, my bad, Sarah. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Like why is it? It <laughs> I can't even. I can't wrap my head around the fact that this is even a thing. Right. Well, you see, I think that is a pretty recent mind state mm. i think if you were to talk to yourself you know in 99 or something yeah uh you'd have a different opinion of course you'd be a child but <laughs> yeah you know like if if you were to talk to your your dad mm, bad example if you were to talk to my mom your mom <laughs> in in 99 yeah and told her that entire scenario that you just did mm. somebody who looks male says my name is sarah 
she may have a different opinion than you just expressed. Yeah, but whereas but, today might be a little different. But that's know? the whole that's the whole thing though. We're we're it, we're about progress. We're right. progressing. We're moving toward a world where everybody's included. But the problem is some people don't see that as progress. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and those people are scared and they're fearful of change mm-hmm. and this isn't the America that they grew up in or right. that their grandfathers grew up in and you know that changes spurring some fear in yeah. people which causes hate. Yeah. And uh um that actually does kind of bring me back to why I brought up Joe Rogan in the first place. Um, they were talking about uh, Roseanne, and they were talking mm. about the you know who was uh, supposed to be on his show, but I guess yeah, she she bailed out. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, and they were talking about Permit Patty and all that stuff. Yeah. Permit Patty quickly she called police on an eight year old girl trying to sell water, water. bottles yeah. in front of her fucking uh, without a permit. Without a permit. So the the reaction to her was swift, concise, and deadly. They fucking went after her mm-hmm. ass. Yeah. And all of these things kind of happened so quickly. And, uh, you know, all of this is... is this is going to be the topic of the day, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what we're going to talk about, okay. basically. Because it, it kind of goes into what you wanted to talk about. It mm-hmm. all kind of connects. Transformers. Yeah. Tra- yes, exactly. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it, it comes together like Voltron. Okay. Yeah. A, as, as it were. Right. Um, so he's talking about Roseanne, and he's talking about mental health issues and all this stuff. And he's, and he's saying that, like, you know, him and Ari are both talking about how you know, we should forgive people in these instances mm-hmm. where like permanent Patty, for instance, um, they said that she apologized to the mom and the daughter yeah, she was right after. Yeah. She was oh, on yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw it crying her crying. eyes out. Yeah. Trying to explain that it had nothing to do with race. Right. Right. She didn't even know who was yelling down there. It was a, it was a noise issue. Yeah. Cause she had her window open because but, it was hot that day. But correct me if I'm wrong. But I I saw that her her apartment is like right next to the giant stadium. Yeah, it was well. It was during a game. That's why, uh, or maybe just before a game, hmm. where that's why she was trying to sell water to the people walking to the stadium. Right. You know, you see those people near the stadium. Yeah. Selling you know water and yeah. chips. And so she's hot dogs. so she's she's uh, she's distracted by the little girl screaming like I, screaming. I guess this is according <laughs> to Permit Patty, right. but yelling about. Water bottles, but not distracted about the fucking 50,000 people in the stadium right next yeah, to her. Yeah. Her argument kind of falls flat. A little bit. It's a little, a little it's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really want to get into that. <clears throat> I want to get into this idea that, um, like, she, he was saying that, like, you know, it uh, that people too swiftly jump down other people's throats for mm-hmm. things like this and that you know we should forgive and uh, that like you know it's like an instant condemnation of them as a yes, human yes forever they're take, forever tarnished exactly and they right. and they'll never be able to dig themselves out of this right. hole well because she she lost her job too yeah so yeah. she's out of out of a job because of this I, I think i mean that's it's a lot and i go back and forth man mm-hmm. on if a person like this deserves that kind of retribution so swiftly, mm-hmm. you know, like on, I honestly, I think about it a lot. Like, yeah. do, did she, does she deserve that? Like on the one hand, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, if she's racist, I like, 
I don't want to buy her products and I don't want her to be able to like sell her products to black people just to turn around and call them the N word and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But on the other hand, it's like, Jesus Christ, man, like she just seems like a a stuck up bitch housewife who just wanted to get some work done. Saw these people down here yelling Mm -hmm. and called the police on them. Like, does she deserve to lose her entire livelihood? Does she deserve to live in the streets Mm -hmm. because of this one incident? Yeah. Because the internet is so ruthless. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I go back and forth. Well, the thing, too, is what I come back to whenever I'm looking at this argument is what is the purpose of it? Why, why do people get so sort of ruthless on the internet with this mm. kind of thing? Right? Is it, is it because they have the sense of justice that they actually want to see uh, you know, some kind of positive change in the world? Or is it because they love to see a train wreck? I think it's a lot of the latter. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot of that because <clears throat> people like to dogpile on the yeah. internet, especially, especially coming off of the uh, the whole barbecue incident. Uh, was it in San Francisco? Was yes. It? Uh, yes. Right, where these guys were. Or just, was it Oakland? It's in the Bay somewhere Area. Somewhere in the Bay Area. Yeah. Right. The Bay Area. The Bay Area. The Bay Area. Uh, I was watching some uh, season two of Luke Cage. Gotcha. Side note, you know. Some Jamaicans. In there. I I heard that that's it's that show's kind of corny, like the se- season two is kind of like cringy. Always has been. Uh, is that like we're supposed to just kind of let like accept that that's spoiler alert? Luke Cage dabs. Um, yeah, I saw. Yikes. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of other crimes, um, crimes against humanity. Yeah. So uh, this is coming hot off the heels of the entire Bay Area barbecue yes. incident where. These guys were just, you know, barbecuing in a park and got the cops called on them mm-hmm. because they were just barbecuing with was it charcoal or something? Yeah, and they weren't and supposed to. She was to, like, You can't do that. Can't do it. Can't do that. So with that in the current zeitgeist, it's like, of course something like this is going to explode. Right. We're we're primed, amped, and ready for it at this point. Yeah. So I think she in this incident takes on by she I mean the uh uh permit patty, takes on a bit more than she would have otherwise right okay yeah just just based on the current climate yeah so she's she's catching heat for stuff that she didn't do necessarily um she's getting that residual we're still we still got some fire in our bellies and she's catching it right exactly so like i i think it's going a bit far the fact that she's lost her livelihood um i think she deserved to be scolded scolded online learn a lesson you know yeah that that I see is on the books is fine. Yeah. But I think ruining her life forever <clears throat> is sort of a a bit too far. Yeah. In my book. But I, uh and and the counter argument to that would be like in these current state of affairs, you know, some people would argue calling the police on uh, a young black person is kind of callous right now without like probable cause. It is. It is. And I, I saw that argument online too, where somebody's like, okay, so her her original argument was that she didn't actually call the police. She was acting like she was calling the police. Ah. Which means she knew that the threat of calling the police was enough of a uh a you know detriment right. to this little black girl's life right. that she'd be scared enough to stop just based on the threat alone. If, if that's true, that's even worse. Right. So with that context, like even if she didn't necessarily mean it in a like racist way using air quotes, like that's inherently given the current 
state of affairs of America and the tipping point we're kind of at right now, the powder mm-hmm. keg we're sitting on top of. Yeah. It's irresponsible. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's callous. Like you're saying, it's callous. And it, she should have thought before she did that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So in, in that regard, yeah, like I don't have much mercy for her. But at the same time, I still stand by. I think she's catching residual heat for this thing that she didn't necessarily do all the things that she's being sort of labeled with. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's really hard to understand somebody's motives from the kind of context that we're given. See, we make judgment calls off of a 15-second video, right. and we decide who she is as a person just mm-hmm. off of that. Right. And then uh, if enough of us – see, we think – we go online – and we say something like, oh, fuck Permanent Patty. She deserves to lose her job. Mm-hmm. And I say that, and then I log out, and I go about my day, and I don't even think about it. Right. But if 100,000 people do that, and mind you, 100,000 people is not a very large sample size of the population. Right. But it only takes a couple thousand people to email her job and say she's a piece of shit. And her job's going to go, you're not worth the trouble. Right. Or like, here's, here's the video attached to this email. Check it out for yourself. Right. This is your employee acting like an asshole. And they and they can and instead of dealing with the, the PR f- issue of that, they can just go. Bye. You're done. You're yeah. out. Like we don't need this kind of energy. We're just right. trying to sell fucking cannabis biscuits to dogs. Like why are you? <laughs> <laughs> why are you just doing this? Get dogs high, man. <laughs> Even more irony there. Right. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, so it, <laughs> drug it, dealer calls cops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm little girl trying to sell water. You hustling too, Patty. What you doing? Uh-huh. Come on, girl. Uh-huh. So it's yeah, it's it's um it's 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 amazing that like, you know, a lot of like people don't think about the they don't think it through. But why would you? You know, why would you put that why would that be at the forefront of your mind like, "Oh, I don't want to be the thousand thousandth person to uh, pile on most people are like fuck yeah fuck it I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll jump in there too everybody wants to be a part of the conversation and that's why the, when these things they move so quickly and we move on to the next thing and we all talk about the next thing but yeah. Patty's still out of a job yeah. you know Patty's still dealing with that shit the little girl who was selling uh, water she was trying to go to Disney World right. somebody saw the video and bought f- four tickets for her to go to Disney World mm-hmm. which is good Yep. It's awesome to see. And if she really was a victim of this racial bias, she deserves that. Right. Patty doesn't deserve to have a job. But it's just, it's so, we so quickly jump on these things. Mm-hmm. And to kind of bring it back to the Rogan Shafir thing, uh, he was saying, like, specifically with Roseanne, he was saying that a lot of people lump on because they're jealous of her success and that people are miser- miserable and misery loves company. And it, was he talking about the general public or was he talking about specifically celebrities? And he was other- talking about the general public uh, reacting to someone like Roseanne, that okay. the general public is sad about their own lives. And so they see somebody as successful as Roseanne and they go, I want to take her down a peg. Mm, okay. And that argument I just can't rock with. The jealousy thing of Roseanne, no, right? I but don't... but it's an argument that I see time and time again, especially with you know you know making hip hop and you and and you see a lot of rappers who are like, oh, I got all these haters, they're just jealous. And it's like some people just think your music sucks. It's not about being jealous <laughs> right. of your success. You're yeah, just not good. That's chip on your shoulder that you create. A lot of people create that chip. 
Yeah. That's you know, they dig it in there for themselves and go, all oh, these people, all these fucking haters. It's like it's a defense mechanism. You're right. It's like you can you can automatically like blanket ignore most people's sometimes constructive criticism by just going, oh, you're all just haters. Right. It's like some people just don't like it. Right. And that's the same thing with with Roseanne, like with what she did. It's pretty fucking shitty, man. Like what she yeah. said was pretty shitty. Yeah. Like I don't. I just I see it as a, a no pun intended a black and white thing. It's like she just said a shitty thing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't deserve to have a job. Right. And he was saying they both were saying like she didn't deserve to lose the sitcom and that we people reacted too swiftly and stuff. And they were like it was a joke. Mm-hmm. It was a shitty joke and it was a racist joke. And yeah, she deserved the bad publicity and she deserved to be chastised and stuff like this. But she didn't deserve to lose her job. And it's like bro, sometimes that's not enough. Yeah. Like with, and that's the reason that it kind of circles back to Permit Patty. Right. Maybe it was too much with her, mm-hmm. but with somebody like Roseanne, who clearly said a racist thing, you right. can fucking argue with me till the cows come home. That shit was racist. Yeah, yeah she was. said she looked like a gorilla from Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that that's not racially charged. Right. Like I'm not gonna like we're not even gonna have that fucking discussion. Yeah. Even with her defense of. I didn't even know she was black. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Maybe then you should have fucking Googled it before you said <laughs> right. some shit like that. Right. You have the tools at your fingertips. Yeah. You obviously know how to use Twitter. Oh, no, you don't know was, how to she, Google. She was on Ambien. Yeah. That's yeah. That age did. old. Yeah. And that was the other thing. He was talking about how like, you know, <clears throat> she's all fucked up on these drugs and like she's overworked and, you know, people are like, they got this show going on and she's working. She's putting in a ton of hours and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, Joe, you really want, wait. Are you asking me to feel sorry for Roseanne? <laughs> Roseanne Barr, mm-hmm. one of the most successful female comedians of all time, right. already had a sitcom that ran for, what, a decade? Yeah. She came back. She's the one who goes on Twitter with all this alt-right bullshit, all this Trump-supporting mm-hmm. bullshit. She drops a racist joke on there that people do not find funny, and we come after her for it, and we're supposed to feel sorry for her? Right. Really? Yeah, not so much. That's the that's the stance we're taking. Well, you're clearly just jealous. <laughs> clearly, right. I'm clearly jealous that Roseanne has a piece of shit sitcom, and mm. I don't. I'm sitting here doing this fucking podcast with you, mm. you joker. You're... Clearly, I am envious of her success, and that's the only reason I could have these feelings about her. I think so. That's wild. I'm glad you finally admitted it. Yeah, well, maybe I've got other issues I need to work on. I guess so. But as it stands. That's a crazy stance to take. Yeah, and he takes it now because he's he respects Roseanne and he doesn't want to be the guy who like he doesn't want to lump on. He, he well, that's what I'm saying. He's willing to die on any hill of free speech that he possibly has to. Right. That's it. That's all it is. At the end of the day, he respects free speech more than he respects, I, I guess, common decency in right. some in some respects. He'd rather, I guess, have assholes like Roseanne Barr tweeting whatever they want and you know getting chastised for it but that's about it just slap on the wrist yeah you know let her say what she needs to yeah she shouldn't lose her job yeah you know like no 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 and that's and that's the thing it's like <clears throat> with the internet being judge jury and executioner in a lot of ways and this is what I was talking about like a bunch of episodes back when I was saying that um the, the court of public opinion now weighs more than actual court because right. yeah you could go to jail or you could not go to jail but once you're out or let's say you're you're found not guilty you were still that piece of shit that the internet 
saw you. You're still associated with that. And here's the thing. We move on with from things so quickly that no one even keeps up with shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like if if let's say um let's say you were accused of rape. (laughs) He's pointing at the dog. (laughs) Let's say I was accused of rape. Okay. More comfortable with that. And everyone jumped on. We lost the podcast. Nobody wanted to listen to my music. Everyone mm-hmm. shitted all over my social media, blah, blah, blah. But then I was found uh, to be not guilty. And mm-hmm. the girl said that, you know, it, she lied or, okay. or they didn't find any substantiating evidence or something. Right. I was just found not guilty. Not just mm-hmm. like the the jury was hung, but they were like, no, this guy didn't do it. Right. By the time we got to that point, people would have already moved on. And well, then once they yeah. checked back in with me. They would be like, "Oh, you're the you're the you're, you're the, the rape rapist. guy." Yeah, you're the the fucking rape podcast guy, podcast guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. Mm-hmm. You're you're a piece of shit. Like that's how we look at these things. Right. Nobody's gonna like keep up with that shit, mm-hmm. you know? So it is fucked up. Yeah, people don't keep up with that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the uh, the mistakes that happen in news stories, and they they write a retraction on the third page the next right. week when people are over the story already. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like you can say, you know, you did your due diligence, but you know, at that point, nobody gives a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And not to the mention thing. the time that you had to live as a, you know, a possible rapist. Right. In that entire time where the jury's deliberating and yeah. they don't really know if you are or not, you're looked at as guilty. Yeah. And you've got to try to convince everybody that you're not. Right. And with the internet the way that it is, it's like they don't care. Yeah. You know, they 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 hear one thing and if 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 the consensus is that you are that person you're you're that person buddy is what it is man deal with it so it is fucked up but and i think that you know we should we should take these things on a case-by-case basis Mm -hmm. you can't just flat out say like like we're we're living in too complex a time to just be like free speech for everybody through and through black or no no rules about it Everyone should just be able to say whatever the hell they want without fear of any kind of consequences. Like we're in such we're in too complex a time where you for you to just be able to say shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that we need more rules. I'm definitely against that, especially right. as a person who a creative person who uses his speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is like I think that you know some things are just. Easy, easy to identify as wrong. Yeah, Roseanne did was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't have to deliberate over how wrong it is. Well, and again, the entire free speech argument is based on your freedom to say what you want to say, right? Right. However, that doesn't keep you from the consequences of what you said. A common misconception. Uh, very correct, especially when you're in a major network. TV show, you're not on, you know, some late night show on Cinemax or something yeah. where like there's a little more leniency on what you're going to say. You're on what, what was it, ABC or ABC, something? Yeah, ABC had bought it. At, yeah. Right. So one of those networks, major networks, of course, they're going to see that and go, you, ma'am, are tainted. We yeah. can't deal with you anymore. Yeah. And that's just business. That's all it is. Right. Now that business decision is made based on public opinion. Right. That's heavily swayed by that. Yeah, of course. But as a business, that's capitalism. You're looking out for your bottom dollar. That's right. You know, so that is what it is. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you know. I They said one thing um, that I thought was 
a good idea, which is like if once you get on a big show like that or if you get on a network like that, just let somebody take over your social media. Yeah, just stop. Yeah, just stop. just just fucking give up your phone, bro. Yeah. Use it to co- communicate with people that you know, love, and trust. Other than that, just just stay. Give off. it to your agent. Yeah, because obviously these fucking psychos in Hollywood just can't fucking they can't help themselves. No, I'm just saying crazy shit. Yeah. <sighs> well, they're making the spinoff series, so <laughs> yes, yes, I did see that, and that's another thing where it's like really. Well, apparently the show is popular enough that this is a viable, you know, return of it. I did. Uh, that's what a lot of people were upset about was the fact that she single-handedly brought down a show that was run by hundreds of people. Right, right. You know, yeah, so there are tons yeah. of innocent people in this that had to deal with the fallout of it, losing a job because, yeah. you know, your your loudmouth star decided to tweet some racist bullshit. Yeah. So props to ABC for going, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Let's try to keep these people employed. Let's see how let's see where this train goes. All right. Props to them for that. Yeah. I think it's I think that's the best thing they could have done in the situation. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So this whole all of this free, free speech stuff kind of goes into what's been going on very recently yeah. with with how <clears throat> I mean people just react so quickly, man. It's crazy. I can't I can't even keep up with the shit. Mm-hmm. But um on the political side of things uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Sanders, the mouthpiece for the Trump administration. Um you, you obviously everybody heard about this story. We don't really need to go into detail. The Red Hen, a restaurant that she wanted to go to, they kicked her out because they didn't uh agree with, with what she's doing, which mm-hmm. is basically um in some people's eyes, covering up for the Trump administration trying to explain away with all the controversies and lies and things mm-hmm. like that and lying to the american people and they don't they didn't believe in that and they didn't want to serve her right based on the fact that uh, a lot of their employees are lgbt and the owner of the restaurant was there that night asked uh if they were comfortable serving her and they said no mm. and that they want her to leave <clears throat> so that's when she was asked to leave amazing yeah, and then and then like you know you see it, and then all the all the, all the fucking all the conservatives are like, oh, so what? We we can only go to Republican restaurants now. Mm-hmm. We can only is, you, this is the future that you're gonna get a red and a blue state. You're gonna have you're gonna have Republican restaurants and liberal restaurants. It's like, <laughs> okay, fine. I'd rather go to all the liberal restaurants. Like, that's where all the fucking like Mexicans and gay people are gonna be like <laughs> Mexicans know how to cook all the food. Like I don't want to go. The Republican restaurant is fucking uh, Bennigan's. <laughs> The Republican restaurant is Golden Corral. Like, <laughs> fine. I can't go to Golden Corral or Cracker Barrel anymore. Nope. Sorry. No. Uh, oh, no. As I was just go and join my Korean tacos over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but. South Korean. The. The. the uh, what a lot of. The, the argument that a lot of people are making is how is this different from what the baker did? when he refused to bake a cake for a gay couple mm-hmm. for their wedding right he said it, it encroached on his religious beliefs mm-hmm. and then the supreme court supreme court yes the supreme court upheld that ruling mm-hmm. <sighs> excuse me and so it kind of set a precedent going forward 
that that things like that could be uh, protected. Mm-hmm. You can refuse service beliefs, based yeah. on religious beliefs. And so a lot of people were saying like, you know, a lot of conservatives were like, man, it's just, it's, it's really, it's a lot to unpack. You know, it's just, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's to so much. It is. It well, is. it's, it's the exact opposite uh, reaction from both conservatives and liberals. Yeah. Which was the decision with the uh, bakery. They saw that as allowing for discrimination. Yeah. Blatant discrimination. You know, this couple just wanted a cake. And now they can't get it at the bakery that they wanted to get it at because he's, you know, a Christian who doesn't believe in gay marriage. Yeah. So, like, what are we living in? Segregation now? Is that what it is? Yeah. And then you look at the most recent incident with the place Sarah Huckabee Sanders was trying to get into. And they see that and go, yeah, good for them for standing up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're on both sides. They're fucking lunatics. Yeah. Because like, because what you just said, <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Just just flip that, and that's the Republicans' argument. Right. They're like, hey, that is protected under his religious beliefs. This mm-hmm. is different. They just refuse service just because they didn't like her. And it's like, um, that's exactly what the baker did. He used his religious beliefs as basically a shield to not serve these gay mm-hmm. these this this gay couple because right. he doesn't believe in gay marriage and it encroaches on his religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. I mean. Now I have seen that argument though. I've seen people say, "Well, this is a di- this is a uh, you know apples and oranges situation because of the fact that religion's involved with the first one, which is you know protected, obviously. Yeah. Um, whereas the other one is more of just a a personal taste. But the thing about it is, it's not different because your religion is something that you believe in. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you opened a brick and mortar store, and you serve people. So your personal beliefs are that these people shouldn't be getting married, so I'm not going to help them. Mm -hmm. That's the same exact thing as the red hen going, our personal beliefs are that you're not a great person, Mm -hmm. and what you're doing is wrong, Mm -hmm. and so we're not going to serve you. It's the same exact thing. But you see, I think it's... It, it's the fact that it is rooted in religion that protects it right. as opposed to the fact that the other one, the the red hen is rooted in, I guess, just a, a political belief, right. a, uh, I don't know, just a, a personal uh, ethics, I but, suppose. But here's the thing, though. If you really wanted to go down that road, he, the owner of the red hen could be like, no, it's against my religious beliefs. I don't believe that my God would deport people that my god would do these Mm -hmm. things that the trump administration is allowing to happen and she's the mouthpiece for Mm -hmm. and i she represents the trump administration and so she's encroaching on my beliefs yeah i guess you you, can argue that you could i i I would think that there's some kind of rule based on like you have to show within your religion that that is a tenet of it you know so i think if it went down that road it would fail because of that well not necessarily. We're not that read up on the Bible. True. There's <laughs> lots of ways to interpret it. Exactly. And I think yeah. that if you're a fucking scholar, I think you can interpret uh, yeah, it. The you way probably, that you, yeah, you could probably yeah. Squint you can, your eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so the, and and the, the thing with the thing with gay marriage is like, you know, people who use religion to tell me that they don't believe in gay marriage. I mean, you know, 
I'm I'm obviously not a religious person if you couldn't tell by the hundred plus episodes of the <laughs> podcast, but I don't have a re- a problem with religious people per se. Mm-hmm. I I know a lot of religious people. My mother is incredibly religious. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was extremely religious. So I don't have a problem with religious people. Right. I have a problem with using religion as a shield for your discrimination and hatred. Right. That's my issue with religion. And right. when I see stuff like people using religion to mask the fact that they don't like gay people and they mm-hmm. don't feel like gay marriage is good and that gay people are unnatural and all this stuff and they use it just to hate people comfortably. Right. Because it, it makes you from, from it's a, okay. A, from a moral base. Exactly. As they would it's say. not just hatred. It's like, look, I I'd let you guys get married. It ain't up to it's me. It's not to me. It's, it's up, up to, to this him. guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. bullshit. Right. You, it's complete you, and utter bullshit. You pass the buck to God. Exactly. So you right. can feel good about it because it's like, look, he said it's not okay. Mm-hmm. I totally fucking do it. But right. he said it's not it's okay. It's not me, buddy. And it, it, it's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. And that's what I, that's what I hate about mm-hmm. religion. An even worse example that I, I heard recently was this woman. I don't know if you, you heard this story too, but... This woman was trying to get uh, medication uh, because she found out she was unfortunately having a miscarriage. Mm. So she had to get the medication to allow that to, you know, go through that entire process. Right. She was she had a baby, but it, they found out through tests that it wouldn't come to term. Yeah. So she got the medication that or she went to go get the medication she needed after getting it prescribed by a doctor. And then when she got to the, the checkout. Or to the pharmacy. Um, the pharmacist said, uh, I'm sorry, I can't give this to you. And she said, why? And he said, I don't believe in giving you this medication. Based on his religion. Based on Christianity. Because, you know, that's a thing. Yeah. And, you know, she ended up having to explain her entire situation. Like, she wanted to have the baby. And she had to go through her entire situation saying how she's having a miscarriage in front of, like, a bunch of people who didn't need to know that information, he still didn't budge. <laughs> and so what happened was he ended up sending the prescription to another location across town. And they ended up calling her and saying that she could pick it up over there instead, like a day later. But she ended up writing this long post on Facebook, I think it was, uh, documenting that entire experience. And it's just awful, just terrible, a terrible thing Stop. to do, especially when you're in the medical profession. Yeah, that... Especially knowing the, you don't even have to know what the entire situation is with this woman's personal life, but knowing that on top of it, like, and still sticking to your guns and saying that it's against your religion, you can't do it. Like, you shouldn't be in that job then. Yeah. It's the same thing with the the woman, you know, a few years ago who denied the marriage license. license. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when you told that story. Like, no, that's your job. If you can't do your job, then don't do that. Do your fucking job. And right. it's the same, it goes back to the same thing with the baker. Just do your fucking job. Yeah. Just do your job. And I would say for the people at the Ren Hen, just do your fucking job. Yeah. Just do your job. Yeah. Like, you can't have these things your way. We got to do it one way or the other way. Yeah. You can't tell me that it's against your religious beliefs one day, but then it's okay the next day. And vice versa. Like, it's one way or the other way. Yeah. And somebody brought up a really... A really good argument and a lot of people have kind of, I think they've been kind of um, sharing this argument a lot which is the fact that like some people argue that the government shouldn't step in in issues like this 
and no one should step in. This is like, look, man, he opened that business. It's up to him to decide if he should have to bake cakes for people or right. not. Same thing with the personal red freedom. Hand. You do whatever you want. Right. And but the counter argument to that is that's what the whole civil rights movement was based that, on. That allows instantaneously in my mind for racism. Exactly. You know, if if a, a black couple or a mixed couple were to come into a restaurant that the owner happens to not like, they can go, no, we're not serving you yeah. today. And then, and then we go right back to the 40s, 50s. Right. We go right, we go right back. Yeah. We take a hundred year step back. Yeah. Instantaneously. It, I, I think that we're getting to a point where we're trying to fight PC culture and sensitivity culture so much that we're losing sight of the progress that we've mm-hmm. already made. Yeah, we're 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 accidentally reverting. Right. So if you if you're sitting here saying like, "Look, man, fuck all this. Like, we're not we're not going to bend over backwards for these fucking progressives and all this shit." It's like, "Dude, right. it's not about left or right, mm-hmm. blue or red, progressive or conservative. It's about the fact that this is just not okay." Well, and on top of that, a lot of the people who do take that stance, which Mind you, like, I understand the fear of losing personal freedoms. I'm about that. I'm about free speech. Yeah. I'm about personal choice. You know, like, I, I'm about those rights and protecting those freedoms as an American. However, on that same token, a lot of the people who defend those things so much, so so fiercely, mm-hmm. uh, even the ones that make sense, even the ones that uh, protect against discrimination, don't have to face that discrimination. Right. You, you rarely see a, a, a gay person saying that it's okay for that baker to not allow, you know, uh, these people to buy a cake from yeah. them. You rarely see uh I I'm assuming like we don't have this issue right now obviously, but I would assume you would you wouldn't see uh, a black person say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with uh, uh you know, any owner of a store to pick and choose whoever they want allowed in that store." Yeah. You know, because they wouldn't be sub- the the person who would defend this wouldn't be subjected to those things so there's no risk right in that there's right. no risk in that freedom that sounds great in a utopia where we assume everybody's great and won't be racist and won't be prejudiced against people for no good reason right but that's not real life that's yeah. not how it works out we've yeah. seen it time and time again and we're not you know these these people aren't really they're not um uh not they're not resisting uh, or reserving service to people uh be based on their actions Right. It's based on who they are as a person. And that, yeah. I think, I mean, I just, I draw a hard line there, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't really feel like there's an argument there. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're saying, I'm not going to do this because that person is boom. Mm-hmm. That's enough for me to go, well, you can go fuck yourself. Right. Like, if that person, like the lady who fucking shit herself at the Hortons and threw the <laughs> shit at the dude, like, that's okay. Like, res- like refuse service to that person. Right. That right. person's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. That's... That person's actions. Right. If that gay couple came in and was like, you're not going to bake us a cake, and then they fucking destroyed your restaurant, like, okay, Mm -hmm. they're psychos. Right. But to refuse service solely based on the fact that they are two dudes that love each other, like, like I can't abide by that. We're two dudes who love each other. Exactly. You're going to refuse a a cake for us? I don't think so. That would be awesome if we got like a little cake. We should get we, we should, should get just a huge cake. All right. All we, right. we gotta do it. Yep. And then with like like little toy versions of us. Yes. Come on, man. Little beer beer bottles. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's amazing. <sighs> One beer and cake. 
You can't you can't say no to that. That's true. And you can't say no to two people who love each other just because your fucking life is miserable. Yeah. Sorry. Or because your <clears throat> chosen book of scripture yeah. says that you shouldn't do your, that. Your old book told you not no. even your your interpretation of your book of scripture yeah. says that you should not do that. Yeah. That's not I mean that's just I just don't think that that's okay. Like, you know, their personal freedom aside there there has to be a point where we all agree there has to be a consensus mm-hmm. where the majority of us go yeah that's not okay oh it, it reminds me the uh the gun store that wouldn't sell guns to muslims yeah remember that but you can but you can but you'll still sell guns to mentally inc- uh, uh i don't want to say mentally retarded but mentally retarded people <laughs> handicapped like- Mentally handicapped, right? Sure, that that worked. That's that's more busy. Yeah. <laughs> I think mentally retarded, like that's not. I don't. That, I actually don't think not PC. I think handicapped is actually now looked at as a bit uh, troublesome too. What are you supposed to call people who have uh, a mental issue? I don't Disturbed? know. Disturbed. That seems no. Rude. That seems worse. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, ooh. Wow, that's tough. We have it's to look of, that it's up. It's hard to keep up with these things, man. Yeah. I'll be honest. If like, anyone knows, please email us. Right, let us know. Send us a Facebook message or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would really, I'd love to know. Right, because like I, honestly, you know, some some things, some things are hard. Like it's 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 a lot. We're 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 progressing so quickly. Like people don't understand how fast relative to the history of the world yeah how fast our society is progressing it's being connected to everybody that's that's what's doing it yes as soon as with the advent of the internet it has become like the 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 growth and the connectivity and the progression of society is is moving at an astronomical rate yeah and and i think some people lose sight of that and mm-hmm. they and they go I want to go back to this time where it was simple, but it's like in the grand scheme of things, the time that you're referring to is like five years. It's like <laughs> half a decade. Right. Honestly, the the time frame that you want to go back to, mm-hmm. it's like half a decade. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, like what the United States has been around for what? 250 years, 260 years, something like that. Something like that. 17, 18, 19, 20. Like 260, like, 18, like 13 years, 19. something like that. Right? Yeah. Or 300 years, I mean. But as a people, as human beings, we've been around for thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of years, right? Yeah. Society, like modern society. <clears throat> Only I mean, starts at the very tip of that time right. frame. And then, and then American culture. Um, yeah, America's young as hell in the grand scheme Think of things. Think about it. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. That was the thing when I was over in Scotland. Right. Looking at everything. Looking at all those. I yeah. was looking at a museum full of things in a room f- that is older than America uh-huh. by hundreds of years. Think about that. Yeah. You took a plane ride to get <laughs> to a place that was older than the place that you came from. Yeah. At least in a European sense. Obviously, there right. were people here before. <laughs> Right. Well, that's, I mean, and that's just like the simplest way that you can look at it. It's like you were in a building that was 500 years old. Right. And that's. Or a thousand years old. And, and even that, like you can't even grasp how long a thousand years is, let alone 10,000 years, Mm -hmm. let alone a hundred years. Honestly, you see somebody who's older than a hundred. You're like, holy shit. Right. 
you're older than a hundred years. You must have seen so much shit. Right. And people don't think about that. And they're like, I don't really remember dates very much. <laughs> uh. But people don't, they can't wrap their heads around the fact that like a human being who's older than a hundred, they must have seen so much change so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like every 10 years, the world is different. Hell, we've been through a lot of change. And we're in our 20s. Right. And the world has been different in two decades. Yeah. We've seen so much change. Yep. How can you sit here and tell me that you want to go back to the 50s or the 60s or the 70s or even yeah. the fucking 80s? Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. No. We... They, they just really like cocaine. <laughs> That's where They must be on cocaine. Could be. It's Some things are kind of crazy. You it's know? nostalgia. That's all it is. Right. People are hungry for nostalgia that they've never lived through. Right. It's the whole thing of like happy days. You right. know, happy days didn't come out in the 50s. Right. You know, it, it was uh, it was put out in a time that was dirtier and more complex mm-hmm. than the 50s were. And it was a throwback to that time where it was yeah. a simpler life. It's this beautiful snapshot of this era that no right. one lived in. Right. Exactly. It was not real. That's not really how it was. You no. know, your your parents had sex in the 50s. You know, <laughs> right. like. People, I, people, you know, like uh, people were getting beaten and like there was crime still and yeah. there were issues and there was, you know, political issues. And, you know, it's it's not this clean cut thing that you think this it was golden all era. this doo-wop and, you know, yeah. fucking shining streets and stuff mm-hmm. and Chevys, you know, like it's not what it was. Even the guys in the leather jackets are like, uh, but he's a sweetheart. Right. He has a heart it's, of gold. It's, it's it's deep in there. Right. It's deep. So yeah, it's you know, people want like you said, it's 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 about nostalgia. People want to go back to these these times where it's like, yeah, but a time that didn't exist yeah. is, is the funniest part of it, or right. a time they've never experienced. And it's like the idea of think, a time. And think about the people who want to go back to that time. Old white men. Yeah, that's it. Or the the sons and daughters of old white men. Right, and and, and like you said, they've never been there. They just, they hear the stories, they see the TV shows, they see the imagery. Sounds great. And they want to go back there. But think about anybody else in the world. Right. No one wants to go back there. It's funny. That reminds me. I have had conversations with my parents when I was younger. Talking about New York City in like the 70s. Mid 70s to early 80s. Yeah. Looking at it as like this, this kid who enjoyed hip hop. Loved gangster movies. Yeah. And looking back at that and being like, wow, that looked like a really cool place to be. Yeah. And then talking to them and they're like, no, it was awful. Yeah. It was terrible. That's why we went to Florida. Right. You know, like you didn't know. You don't want to go back to that. Like that, like the progress of New York, how it's gotten cleaner and stuff is looked at as a detriment to the culture of New York City. Right. Which it was, which it is. Because now New York doesn't really have a definable thing about it anymore it's no longer what it was but at the same time people living in it were suffering like it was it was a war zone like in the south bronx in that time like buildings on fire and i I think that if gentrification improved the lives of the current residents of the current residents yeah no one would have a problem oh be great yeah Yeah, that's see that's not the problem with gentrification it's that they push out right the the residents right and put in yuppies right that's the issue That's with gentrification. Issue. Yeah. It improves the area, but it removes the area too. Right. Like, it's not what it Clean was. Clean up the streets, but like keep the people who fucking died on those streets. Like keep those people. <laughs> right. The there. families who've been there for decades. Yeah. You know, like it's that's that's the real issue with it. But yeah. 
yeah i mean we i think we all yearn for something that uh, has been projected to us as uh this fantasy of what's what's good you well know? and and i think that's where we can close this out is like we gotta stop that stop looking backwards man mm-hmm. We're here now. We're young now. All right. We can define what this is. Exactly. We we choose what this is. Mm-hmm. And to keep looking backwards going, oh, I wish it was like that. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. We have so much forward thinking. There's so much ahead of us. Right. Fucking technology is moving so fast. Yeah. Like people make jokes about how you can't keep up with the iPhones because they got a new one out in a, in like six months but mm-hmm. think about that yeah really think about the fact that something that didn't exist only 10 years ago mm-hmm. is now one of the most technologically advanced devices you can have in your hand mm-hmm. that is amazing yeah and people don't just sit down and appreciate shit like that like you look at a phone and you just go ah, it doesn't i'm sounding like louis ck now but <laughs> i'm just saying like you have to stop with the nostalgia like it's nice and it makes Mm -hmm. you feel good and the rose-colored glasses look cool but Mm -hmm. you're here now well in the past nostalgia was looked at as literally a disease like a mental disorder really yeah that's interesting yeah people used to think it was something you were ill from Mm. because you're sick from the nostalgia you know it makes you feel a certain way and you can never get that again old diseases are really interesting funny Yeah. Yeah. yeah Clubfoot. Yeah. <laughs> so people <clears throat> don't don't do what your dad did. Don't do what your granddad did. Do, do what, what you do. Do what you do. Do your thing, <laughs> boo boo. Do what feels good to you. Unless it hurts means people discriminating against like, gay people and stuff like that. Then don't right. do that. Right. Right. You don't deserve to own a business. No. That's it. That's really the wise words. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so uh all right. Tonight's beer was from the Crown Valley Brewing Company. It was the Imperial Pumpkin Smash Stout. My man, Obi, what did you think? Oh, so good. It is really good. It was really See, I, I should back up a little bit. I got this because I said pumpkin stout in summer. Mm-hmm. This is weird. Yeah. But I was curious, and I honestly have been yearning for the fall to come by again. It's kind of weird that they even had this out. I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree. That's that's exactly why I picked it up. Yeah, I don't know if it's old. Could be old, but stouts age well anyway, well, it's so yeah. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, no, I I love the flavor. When I I will say when I first took my like my very first sip, it was a little bit of like a, a bitter kick to it that I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah, but after a couple of them. That went away. Um, it could be the high ABV, um, but I really did taste all the notes that you described. It's, it's a little sweet, yeah. a little bit of spice to it, um, just enough bite, not too much that hits you in the back of your throat and it's right. uncomfortable. Um, man, I think I'm gonna give this one a five. Do it. Mm-hmm. There it is. Five. Five out of six. <clears throat> um, with with judging these beers, sometimes it's hard. To like, you, you know, there's so much, there's so many different kinds of beers mm-hmm. that like, it's hard to say like, this is the perfect thing. You know, that's the end all be all right. across the board. Perfect beer. Right. Yeah. That's hard to say. But if you're looking for a flavorful stout mm-hmm. that 
tastes like you pumpkins. Know, right. If, if, if you're if that's something that you're interested in, like when fall comes back around. This tastes like fall. This is it. Yeah. This is fucking it. I want to watch horror movies. Yep. I want to go to horror nights. It should be cold right now. Yeah. Instead, it's like 95 degrees, right. but, you know, whatever. This is the, this is it. This is perfect. Yeah. It's it's perfect. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5.5. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I honestly, I, I, I don't really know what's holding me back from giving it a six. Maybe just cause that's too dramatic. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Six is something you have to hold back Yeah. Uh, until you really feel, it's I think really, when you know it's when you, when you taste a six, yeah, you really, you, you know, like, it's a six. Yeah, that's a six. Right. 5.5 5, though. 5.5 mm-hmm. 5 from me. Yeah. Five from the man. OBC is mm-hmm. any parting words, friend? Friendo. Just, uh, I love you. Love you too. Mm. I meant the audience. But oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk later. I, I love them. We'll talk. I love them too. We'll talk later. It's fine. I love them too. Yeah. Why do we have to talk? I mean, is it, is it going to get weird? All right. This has been the One Baron Podcast. Do you want to do this now? For myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yes, Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and always have a beautiful evening. Mm. Eat at the Red Hen. <laughs> I don't even know what they have there. Is it just chicken? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a menu full of chicken. That's it. To be found by someone